Are you ready to become the dad you were meant to be? Good, because this is the Epic Dad Legacy Podcast, where imperfect actions are better than perfect ideas, promises kept are more important than promises made, and nothing happens unless you make it happen. My name is Drew, father of three, the founder of the Epic Dad Company. My mission is to help dads up their game and become the husbands, fathers, and men they're called to be. We need Epic Dads now more than ever. And it is your responsibility and obligation to become the best father you can be and show your kids what is possible. Listen in for weekly tips, strategies, and actions you can take to go from average dad to epic dad. Thanks for listening. Now let's start the episode. What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Epic Dad Legacy Podcast. As always, this is your host, Drew Camp, the founder of the Epic Dad Company. Hey, guys, welcome to another Monday, another awesome episode where we go search and find a high-performing dad, whether that is in fitness, whether that is in relationships, whether that is in mindset and discipline, whether it's in business. We want to bring the best dads out there uh, and bring them onto the show, have a discussion with them and find out what the heck they're doing and how can we do it? How can we emulate it? And so that is what we've got going on today, guys. Um, If you are new to the show, first off, I want to say thank you for being here. Um, our mission with this podcast and with the Epic Dad Company is to change the culture by creating more Epic Dads. And we truly believe that that starts with each individual. Uh, it starts with us stepping up as a father, us stepping up into the role of a leader of our family. We feel like that is going to raise the next generation and that's going to compound over time. And eventually we will turn the tide on our culture just by doing that, right? But that's not only it. It is once you start leveling up as a dad, becoming the best husband, father, or man you can be, other people are going to notice. Other dads in your network are going to notice and wonder what the heck you are doing. And so we are also being able to lead by example and lift others up in our community by bettering ourselves. And so that is what this podcast is all about. On Mondays, we drop an interview podcast. Again, uh, like I just talked about where we bring on an, an epic guest and ask some questions about what they're doing and make sure that we can get very tactical and practical on things that you guys can do uh, starting today uh, to start leveling up as a dad. And then on Fridays, we try to, we're going to get more consistent with this. Uh, We're going to do a Friday dad talk episode where it is just me and my thoughts behind the microphone uh, coming at you hot. Uh, And that could be about a specific topic on how do we better ourselves. Uh, Could be a specific topic on my reaction to what's happening in culture and society and how it impacts us as fathers and our children. And so those episodes will be coming out much more consistently uh, every Friday for a Friday Dad Talk episode. Uh, And who knows, maybe we'll add some more uh, into the mix as well as this show continues to grow. And so I want to say thank you again for being here. Thank you for supporting the mission. Um, If you get some value from this show and this episode in particular, my only ask from you is, is twofold is one, I want you to drop down below and leave us a quick five-star review. That really helps us, uh, you know, other dads find us organically when they're searching for podcasts, right? It helps us rank higher on iTunes, rank higher on Spotify. And you never know that this episode right here might be the one that a dad in your network needs to hear because he is struggling. He's suffering in silence. And this could be the key for him to get motivated to start taking some action and create some real change in his life. So that's number one is leave a five-star review for us. And number two uh, is I want you to share this show. I want you to share it uh, with three other dads in your network. Could be a dad at work, could be a dad at a sports function, could be a dad at church, but 
word of mouth is how we spread this show. We don't run ads on the show. We don't run ads to the show. So the only way we grow is through a pure value exchange that you get value from the show and you share it. So that is my two-part ask is leave a review and share the show. All right, guys. Now with that out of the way, let's hop into what we got going on today. Uh, so today we have on Carl Bratland, or you guys might know him as Live Fit Carl. Uh, he's just at Live Fit Carl on Instagram, on Twitter, um, on TikTok, on you name it. Uh, that's his handle. And uh, I found out about Carl, I don't know, maybe two or three months ago. Um, and Carl is a uh, fitness and nutrition coach, uh, specifically helping dads to uh, get, get in better shape, uh, to get better mindset around fitness, uh, around nutrition, to start seeing some results in and out of the gym. Uh, and Carl's approach is just is phenomenal. Um, if you guys go to his Instagram page, you'll see what I'm talking about. But he takes a very common sense approach to how we should be staying fit as dads. And so, you know, a lot of us, right, we are listening to this. Maybe we used to be athletes in college or high school. And maybe we used to go to a traditional gym, right? Like Gold's Gym. We, you know, we go in the afternoon for two hours. We do curls for girls in front of the mirror um, and get some awesome results that way. And then all of a sudden, you know, we're a dad and things change, priorities change. And the way that we, a lot of us are approaching fitness is with that same old school mindset that I need to be going to the gym, you know, five times a week. I need to be, you know, going to a traditional gym and getting an hour and a half workout in. And you're trying to force this into your current lifestyle as a dad. And it just doesn't work. Uh, there's just not enough time for that. And so that's kind of what Carl and I uh, top into today is how we can approach fitness as a busy dad to make sure that we are staying consistent with our fitness, uh, to make sure that we're not going, um, you know, in, in the wrong direction uh, with that. And so we talked through that. Um, we we talked through a whole host of things. So you guys are going to want to have your notebook uh, handy for this. Um, and you're going to get a lot of valuable nuggets about fitness, about nutrition, uh, and really, you know, about community as well, and how important it is to surround yourself with, with other dads, whether that's just for fun, uh, or whether that is to surround yourself with a group and a network of dads that are going to help you level up and help hold you accountable and help make sure you're being disciplined to the type of person that you say you want to be. So with that, guys, let's hop into this episode with Carl Pratland or at Live Fit Carl. So you got the two twins at home then, right? Yep. Uh, yeah. And how's the uh, adjustment been, you know, of having the two younger ones? As you know, as a dad, the, the transitions are always the toughest. So like, it's like the first couple of weeks of any change, well, for everybody, but for kids specifically, you know, like when we got out of school, summer started and it was just like, I don't know, a big adjustment for my wife and everything. She's a teacher. Uh, now going back, you know, she's a teacher. So it's a big adjustment for her, big adjustment for my, you know, four and six year old boys who are going to, you know, school as well. One's in first grade. The other one's in like a junior kindergarten, pre kindergarten and then you know the twins are one so trying to figure out the schedule and, and what works for everybody and some of the growing pains with that are tough for everybody but you know it's it's good it's different you know that so I stayed home second semester of last school year as well my wife did first semester for like a maternity paternity leave but now the dynamics are even different because like you know the twins have grown so much they're only a year but they're they're like on the move you know they're crawling everywhere getting in everything uh, starting to try to walk. So it's not like, I don't know when babies are first born, they, they can't do much. I mean, you just got to feed them, change them. They sleep. Uh, you can put them in like the crib or the car seat or drive somewhere and they might sleep the whole time. And 
they they don't really they don't care but now they they want out they want to get out they want to like do stuff so when i you know drive somewhere to get the kids or do something do an errand they're not always just like chilling in there sleeping they're like freaking out like get me out of here <laughs> so it's a, a different dynamic but yeah you know. yeah they're identical twins right you said yeah identical How do twin you, girls. i've always wondered like so so twins don't run in our family um so i, I knew like hey we're not we're probably not gonna have twins but just like out of curiosity, I'm like, okay, cool. If I have identical twins, like, how am I going to tell them apart when they're babies? You know, like, did you guys, did you guys paint toenails or something? Or, or is that like a worry that, you know, is, is yeah, not we in, did in all reality? That stuff in, the um, in the beginning, we definitely did all that. Like, uh, we we were just worried. I mean, you, you would never know if you mixed them up. <laughs> Who would ever know? Because you don't know. So the hospital could have mixed them up for all we know, but. Uh, they had tags and like wristbands, you know, at the, at the hospital. So like when we first took them home, like we didn't take the wristbands off them basically until they fell off. Cause we were like, <laughs> and then they, they were attached to their like car seats too. Uh, and we did the, the toenail for a while. We kind of did like a, we always dressed like their names are Kennedy and Paisley. So like we always dressed Paisley, like if we could like pink, purple, like stuff that you're like, Oh, this is Paisley. And then we always set them like the same way. So like left to right. So like Kennedy was L closer to left Paisley closer to right. <laughs> so like we still do that today. Like even like we put them in the car seats or the stroller or set them anywhere. Like Kennedy's like always on the left and Paisley's always on the right and still try to dress them somewhat accordingly. Not that we can, we can tell them apart now. I just have it, but yeah. Well, I mean, what in once they get a little bit older, like their personality starts to come through too, right? So you're like, okay, yeah. cool. Like, yeah. you know, I, I I obviously know who you are, you know, but like, yeah, man, when they're babies, I can imagine that you know, you literally are looking at two babies, like they're crying and like they look exactly the same. I'd be like, oh, yeah, all right, which, which one are you? Yeah. <laughs> and even for like pictures later or something, if sometimes it is kind of hard, we can be like, oh, that's got to be Kennedy because she's on the left. But now this is weird. Kennedy actually has like allergies. So she's got like milk, dairy, and like a peanut allergy, which Paisley doesn't have any of that. Uh, like we had them tested and it was like, so I don't really know how that evolves when they're, you know, identical twins. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of strange. So that's a, another wrench thrown in there because uh, so like they have to have different, you know, like milk because Kennedy can't have like, well, yeah. now, they drink, now she drinks, they drink just regular I'd, milk. I feel like you are both now allergic to peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, when they, like daycare and stuff, it gets tricky because we have to like label the bottle and be like, all right, you know, this is Kennedy's and this is Paisley. And it's like, if they can't tell them apart, it doesn't matter. So they have to like label them or put a different thing on them or whatever. Yeah, uh, I'm sure. And she's, I mean, she gets like hives and like breaks out and kind of, but she hasn't been like anaphylactic yet. Uh, but I mean, it could get worse, I guess. But so sometimes I think she comes home from like a daycare place or like wherever. And I feel like they gave them the wrong bottles because she'll be like kind of like all irritated and like rashy. And we're like, huh, maybe she drank the wrong bottle today. I don't know. <laughs> well, so, David, were you all totally out of diapers um, with the other ones before you had uh, the, the twins? Oh, yeah. 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 That, that's, that was the toughest for me, man. We were out of diapers for a bit, you know, like we're on the potty. Yeah. And then now all of a sudden, like, cool, I'm back to diapers. Um, you know, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's like the twins twice as many. So yeah. Well, do man. Um, so for Carful, guys that don't know you, uh, can you give just like a brief kind of summary of, of one what I just want to know what you have going on right now? And then we can kind of go back in time and, and talk about where you where you came from, how you built this thing you have now, and then you know, kind of dive into the importance of fitness. Yeah. So I am currently staying at home with the twins. 
Uh, well, and then I have a four and six year old boy too, uh, but they're at school all day. So this has allowed me one to focus a little bit more on the fitness business. So I do online fitness coaching, uh, mostly for dads, which kind of fits here. Um, you know, I have some women clients and such as well, but uh, people that people, dads just relate to me, I guess, because I'm a, I'm a dad. That's what I post about. And it just seems like that's sort of who's gravitated towards me. Um, so that's really become my niche, I guess, is, you know, constantly just, all right, busy dads. Uh, this is what I do. It works for me. It works for my clients. And here's what can work for you. So that's kind of what I what I've started for my, I guess, fitness business and coaching. And I moved more to an online space, one out of convenience and two, you can reach way more people. And it gives me a lot more flexibility as far as time. Uh, you know, the goal is for me to be able to spend time with my family, be home, be kind of on my own schedule while also being able to help others, uh, help other dads and, and people anywhere in the world really kind of be healthy, get what they want out of life. And that kind of obviously transcends into happiness and being an active participant in your own life and be able to kind of like live life on your own terms. So yeah, I'm kind of a uh, stay-at-home dad, I guess, but also working, so to speak, online. And then my wife's a teacher. So this first part is really going to be crazy. She coaches volleyball uh, at junior high. Mm -hmm. so she's like, And then she does tutoring. And I'm like, this six weeks is going to be... She's like not getting home till sometimes like 6.30. So it's like from, you know, seven to seven, saw me and it's, you know, <laughs> you know how it is. I don't know if your kids are in activities yet. Oh yeah, man. We do, uh, we do softball is our big one. And um, uh, we're in fall softball right now. And for the first year they're on a different team. And so we're having to manage like two, you know, two practice schedules, two game schedules. And then they're, they're both in gymnastics as well, which is like another night during the week. Um, yeah. and then we're about to get him into something, something else. I don't even remember what it is, but it's like, it's like every day we have something going on. It feels like, yeah. Yeah. So that's tough because like, I'm really the only one that can be the driver right yeah. now. Uh, other than if we get like a friend or someone else to kind of help out every so often. But so it's like, I'm just like I'm driving here and I drop this one off and I drive here and I pick this one up and then I have to have the twins with me all, the whole time. So it's like stuff you don't ever think about. So it's like, I got to take the one to school, but I got to pack all three of the other ones up. <laughs> so this morning it was crazy because uh not just keep talking about that but like so my son forgot his bag so then we i dropped him off at school i had to come back i had to grab his bag and then i dropped my six-year-old six-year-old off at school and then the twins were freaking out so i went home and got some a bottle two bottles because i didn't have them and drove to my other son's school to drop his bag off came back and then the twins have the kids day out today. So I packed up all their stuff, fed them a little bit, and then drove to the kids day out, drove back. I'm just like, geez, I already spent like, it's been an hour and a half. I probably spent how much gas we just used. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I, I feel you there, man. Like my, my wife is a stay at home mom. She's like, and she was, she wasn't for the longest time. Like we both worked. Um, but then when we had our son, who's 18 months now, um, we made a decision like, Hey, let, let's have you, you know, staying home. And like, dude, her, she works way harder than I do. Uh, you know, like I, I, I work hard at my job and I work hard at this and, you know, create content and like, you know, trying to help dads. And like, I work super hard. Um, but like, I look at her calendar and I'm just like, my God, like you, I, I don't know how you do it. I mean, she's doing, you know, drop off. She's doing pickup. She's doing, you know, all the lunches and stuff around the house. And it's just like, yeah, we, we don't give our, uh, if we do have stay at home moms, like we don't give them, you know, the props that deserve, man, it is a tough job. Yeah, I know. It's not so much the, for me, it's not so much the driving around. I mean, it is kind of crazy, but I can accept that. It's more like the, 
some of it's like the constant neediness or like the whining, the crying, the fighting, that stuff. I'm just like, just stop fighting like the boys. And you know, if it's like the twins are crying and the boys are fighting or crying, that stuff, like, that's what really like grinds me. And I'm just like, if it happens for like a long time or a whole day and I'm like, Oh my God, this is the worst day ever. Uh, <laughs> well, we're, which, well, I mean, you're run, you're running a fitness business. So like when do you find time to work out? Cause like you got a lot going on, man. And that, that's like uh, the, that's the thing. I'm sure you hear it all the time too, right? Is is we always hear like, oh, I just I'm just too busy to work out, right? I just don't have yeah. time to work out, you know. But obviously, like you're doing it, a lot of other dads are doing it. So like, when when are you finding time? Um, I've had to change. I mean, I've had to change several times actually, based on sort of what's going on in our life. So that's one thing. Is I don't know. Sometimes you gotta change. You're not a, you're not a morning person, and that's all the only time you have. Like so now, I've been working out at like five six a.m. I've been trying to do six a.m. because five a.m. is like really early for me. Like I'm not. I like to get up and be a morning person, have a cup of coffee and kind of do my thing. And I have no one, no one up yet. And like, I need that hour or so to be like, all right, like I'm waking up. No one's bothering me. No one needs anything. Uh, but I've had to sort of transition into work, working out in the morning because it's just been better for our schedule to like get it out of the way and be done. And then I've also realized, kind of learned, I feel better. Like it's like, all right, I got my workout out of the way. I feel good about the day. I don't have to worry about it anymore. Uh, kind of like already moving. So I have kind of enjoyed it, but it does take me a little bit to get going in the morning. Um, first, like when I switched to that, because I used to work out like after school, you know, like 3.34 when I got home. Uh, so that, again, was an adjustment, but now it's kind of, I kind of prefer it. But one thing I will say is you you got to just, you got to just get in the workout like when you can get it in. It might not be ideal, and and but if you can only do it at, at 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. and that's the only hour or half hour you got. It's mm-hmm. you either do it or you don't. So yeah. same with like, if you can only do it at your lunch hour uh, or, you know, at 5 p.m. or 8 p.m., like you said, you can either make an excuse and be like, oh, I just can't do it. I guess I'm, it's whatever. It's not, it's not the ideal time or you just, you just, just do, start do doing it. Anyway. it yeah. Make a habit out of it. And then eventually it might be better in the end anyways. But yeah. And I, you said something there that's important too, is like, you have to find out what works for you. Right. I think a lot of us are, yeah, especially like what, what we run into all the time is dads that like before they were dads, they were in good shape. And what they used to do is like go to the gold's gym for like an hour and a half, you know, after work or whatever, Yeah, you know, and like there's, they're trying to take that same model to their fitness now, like as a dad. And I'm like, no, like you, you have to adjust, you know, what, what you think your expectation is going to be around fitness, right? You can still be in great shape and you can still get a great workout in, but it's not going to look like it did before you had kids running around. Like you're going to have to make some adjustments. Um, and yeah, yeah, man, like for me, man, it's not, it's not perfect. Like I'm still playing around with like to this day. Right. Like, cause I, I work a nine to five job, right. I do this yeah. and I'm trying to grow, you know, um, the Epic Dad company as well. And so like, I have to find time to do all this stuff. And like, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I toy around with like, okay, do I get up at 4am and like, just go straight to work. Right. And like get that work done and then get a workout in later in the day. But then like, I feel like shit. Cause I like, I like getting the workout in the morning then that yeah. means I'm not as productive at work. And so it's like, there's a balance there you have to kind of just play around with. But at the end of the day, we've all got to train in 24 hours, you know, and you're going to prioritize and find time for what you think is important. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's not always the same either, even for me. So like the, everyone's asleep at that time. So my wife, she's into fitness and such too. So like, we're both kind of on board and it's just something that's important to us is health working out one, obviously physical health benefits, but just mental health. And just, if I don't work out or she doesn't work out for a certain amount of time, you can just tell she'd be like you you haven't worked out for like two days some have you because like i'm all like pissy yeah, or grumpy whatever. yeah can't sleep things like that it just balances me out and 
but I mean, like so sometimes the twins will wake up, like I'll be out there working out and she'll, she goes and works out at orange theory. So she kind of likes the whole like community type feel of, I work out in the garage gym, so I'm home, but if someone wakes up and needs something, I mean, what, what am I going to do? You know, like sometimes the boys can kind of be self-sufficient and they can like watch a show or I can get them some cereal or something and they can watch a show while I finish up. But you know, the girls, maybe I can give them a bottle or something quick and they'll, they'll lay back down. But you know, if they don't, they don't, which sucks. Cause then you're in the middle and then you're all like kind of <laughs> pissed off for the day. And you're like, mother F the worst day ever. <clears throat> and then you gotta, like I said, it's either just don't finish or you don't do it. Or you find out what time later to like, Hey, I gotta finish the last 20 minutes or whatever. Even if you just go for a walk or like a, you know, I don't know, jump on the bike. That's why I like the garage gym. I can go in there quick and do whatever I need to do if I have to, even if it's just like ride the bike for a little bit or throw a kettlebell around for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you said, I, I, everything has to be like this crazy structured hour and a half, you know, 12 sets of chest, you know, 12 sets of biceps, like whatever, you know, like the old people you're talking about, it's gotta, it's gotta change. You gotta, you gotta evolve a little bit. And a lot of my clients are like that. They, like you said, they were athletes, they were fit. And then suddenly, not suddenly, but the, the realization is sudden you're 38 or whatever. And it's like, holy cow, like what the heck happened? Yeah. Um, and then they try to get it back or go back to whatever they did 15 years ago. Yep. Like you pick up your notebook and you're like, oh, in yeah, 2000, I did, yeah. <laughs> I did four sets of bench press at 305. And they, you know, jump on there one, one warm up with the bar and get going. And then they like get hurt or they can only do like 135 pounds. And then uh, it's demotivating. And so, yeah, it's, yeah. And, and they don't know what to do. Or like I said, they I, keep getting hurt or, yeah. And I would say there's, there's nothing wrong with that model, right? Like the traditional, you know, like go to the gym, do hypertrophy, yeah. you know, like that's retired and that's what he likes to do. He likes to lift weights and yeah, I like to lift weights, but I've, I've got other things that only lifting weights for me has kind of caused issues. Yeah. Um, you know, and so if you want to do that, that's great. If you want to take that approach, that's great. But like, now that you're a dad, you've got to make some adjustments around your time, you know? So as opposed to you know, used to get off from work and get work out for an hour and a half. It's like, okay, well, like one of my rules and like, I don't follow it all the time, but I try to, it's like, I don't want fitness to take away from family time. Right. And so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to look at my calendar and say, cool, where can I put it in where it's not going to affect, you know, how I can show up as a dad. And so like, for me, that means super early in the morning, right? Like everybody's asleep. I'm, yeah. I'm going to get up. I, I don't want to get up early, but like, that's the time I'm going to get it in. And so like, you may have to do the same thing. If you want to do that traditional approach is like, you can shift that just from the afternoon to I'm going to wake up, you know, really early. I'm going to head to Gold's Gym. I'm going to get it done and then come back and, and and wake the family up, you know? So it's like, there's nothing wrong with that approach, but I think the more flexible you can be, the better, just because so much stuff comes, comes flying at you, you know, as a dad. My start of my workout week was like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I went like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I think I was working five days a week and then working out. And then it was like Monday off and then like Tuesday, Wednesday, something crazy. We're like, the weekend would come and I'm like, oh, this is like the freaking start of my, my workout like schedule. So I was kind of, you know, tired already, but it just worked better for me to like do my workouts on the weekend, mm -hmm. most of them, and then have like the weekdays really, you know, I'd only have like two workouts, one or two workouts during like the actual weekdays. Mm -hmm. Again, I guess for the same reason, because there was just so much going on. And if I was working out after school or whatever, then it just was taken away from time or I, I, I don't know, my wife was having to pick up the slack. But anyway, so that was something I did for a while. Um, and then finally I started doing it in the mornings and that's kind of what I've been doing. And uh, I, I mean, the important thing is, right, it, there's not going to be one set solution, you know, that's like a, a one size fits all. 
it's like you got to try things out, right? You got to figure out what works for you and your schedule for your family. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, but it begs a question, you know, to Carl, like, like why care? Well, like, you know, what, why do I need to be fit as a dad? Right? Like, this sounds like a lot of work. Um, yeah. you know, <laughs> and having to figure out a schedule. That. Yeah, yeah. Like, why, why do we need to be fit? Um, I mean, for me, there's some personal reasons, obviously, where, like I said, just mentally, emotionally, it, it makes me just I, I don't really function if I don't if I don't have some sort of workout or fitness. So that makes me feel better mentally, physically, emotionally, all that stuff, endorphins and and all that. You know, I obviously like to look better as well, uh, which isn't, you know, end all be all, but I'd like to I kind of like to I'd like to like see how long I can look fairly good or better for my age than 99% of the other dads out there and, and see how long you can like adhere to that because they say something like, what do I keep re- reading? Like to be, to basically have a six pack or something is like a lower percentage of people have six packs than like a million dollars or something. Like it's like some yeah. crazy thing. Like people have like all this money, but like the most people, you can have like a million dollars easier than you have like six pack, which is crazy to me. Uh, so then I'm like, maybe what I change is trade a six pack in for a million dollars. <laughs> maybe. Cause then maybe I could just earn the six pack back. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So that's another th- reason. And then, for for my kids too and 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 family they're they're young and obviously those habits they they learn now or they're going to take into forever cuz you know my dad was always in the lifting weights and sports and we had like a a weight a gym basically in our basement like my dad had a full on like everything so he was always lifting weights so then we started lifting weights and you know my mentality kind of evolved to different things of modalities of fitness now but obviously that carried on forever and then carried into sports and um, so like my boys now are four and six and so they'll want to like exercise and they'll want to, or they'll, they'll join us or do stuff. They're just, they're not, they're not like lazy, I guess, so to speak. So already now it's, it's kind of creating habits in them now for just, <laughs> I don't know, they're, I can already tell not to like compare to like other kids, but they will be, I don't know. People think we're crazy. I think we're the family that like walks and bikes everywhere. Uh, like we almost like refuse to take the car if we if we can't if we can um and our kids like never complain they ride they'll, they'll ride their bikes or scooters yeah you know we'll be working out or something they'll want to like work out and then you know, like they're super into sports uh and now i was talking to somebody about this now they're like uh our, the eating i feel about eating for kids is like seriously the worst thing ever like meal time <laughs> Dude, it's the worst time of my entire life. It's like, time. God, dinner time. It's like, can you just freaking eat your meal? Like, what is the problem? Like, why does it have to take like an hour and a half? And then it's like all over the freaking kitchen. Anyways, but uh, it's like motivated them now to like eat better. So like they'll, they're in like gymnastics too. And they're in, you know, fo- flag football now and pretty much every soccer, baseball, they've done pretty much every sport, wrestling. So we'll be like, oh, you know, Coach Max, he's going to, you're not going to be able to do the pull-ups for Coach Max now because you didn't eat your protein. So now they'll like eat like they're the meat, you know, like before they would just eat whatever the mm-hmm. stuff they wanted, like the strawberries and the pancake or something and not eat the bacon or the whatever meat you have or the turkey or whatever chicken. So now they're more willing to eat better, um, which is kind of cool. But then on the other hand, I was talking to somebody, am I like, are we like creating like these like monsters? Are they going to be like, I don't know, like crazy about like fitness and health and like have like issues later, or is this like a good thing? I don't know. To me, it seems like a good thing. They don't seem, you know, crazy about it. Cause we still let them eat like junk food. Like we go to parties and they eat cake and cookies and 
we're not like that family. Like, no, you, you have to have the organic, mm-hmm. whatever hummus bar that you know, tastes like cardboard. I don't know. I just made that up, but so those are, those are kind of long story, but our short story made long maybe, but. Yeah. Well, I mean, there, there's a couple of things I want to pull out and, and, and kind of like pull a thread on. So like you said, some, one thing about your, your dad was really into working out, um, you know, had like a full gym downstairs and stuff. Right. And was, you know, hit, hit, I'm, I don't know, you know, what it looked like for you. Right. But I can imagine, you know, it would be, it would not be your dad pushing you to go work out. It would just be your dad just goes and works out. That's what he does. Right. And you want to be a part of that, you know? And so I think it's, it's, you know, us as dads is setting that example, um, not pushing our kids, but, but just normalizing exercise and fitness, yeah. you know, in our life, like they're going to naturally be drawn to that because it's because they want to do what dad's doing. Right. So I think that that's huge. Um, and then you, you talked about we're the weird family. Um, yeah, totally resonate with that. Um, we do the same thing, man. Like, uh, you know, we go on walks all the time. Um, we're always outside. My kids are scootering. If we go on a walk or else I got like my, my son in the backpack or like pushing him on the car or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, uh, screen time is like non-existent, you know, for us, it's so funny to hear other parents talk about like the struggles with like tablets and like the screen, mm-hmm. You know, and I'm just like, that's literally like, we just, we never, we never have that on, um, you know? And so I, I feel you. And and it's funny. We, we go for a walk pretty much every night after dinner. Um, we'll go for about like a 30 minute walk or so, um, weather dependent, if it's pouring down rain or whatever we want. But, yeah. um, but the other, about two weeks ago, um, it just made me think like, cool, like we're on the right path. We're, we're doing the right thing. Um, was we were walking up this hill and this younger woman, she's probably about our, I don't know, 40, 45, like, you know, about our age or so. Um, she was pushing the lawnmower, um, and cutting her grass and we were walking, walking by, um, you know, and she goes, I see you guys out here all the time, you know, um, like you, go, you guys go on walks every night. And, uh, I, I didn't say anything. My wife was talking and she goes, yeah, yeah. You know, we try to do it every night after dinner, you know, and she's like, that's so great. And then she, my wife like pointed to me and she's like, yeah, he's the one, you know, that, that's pushing us to go do it and, and make sure we're getting our walk in, you know? And, mm-hmm. uh, and then the, the, the wife that was cutting the grass just said something that's like totally impacted me. She goes, man, I wish my husband would do that. Um, you know, I was just like, damn. Um, yeah. I was like that. Yeah. I was like, that's, that's the reason why like my company exists. Like it's for that. Right. It's like to wake dads up to like, you're the leader. Like you need to be setting the example. You need to be setting the vision for your family, you know, leading them. Um, and not that I'm like, you know, this amazing leader <laughs> like that. Right. Like I fuck up all the time every day. But, um, you know, but I think like having, having that, that mindset of like, I need to be doing these things to set the example and, and to lead the family just was just a huge impact on me, man. Yeah. No, you, I mean, you said, obviously maybe you're not the best leader ever, but people think that everything's like perfection too. Like, especially on social media, Yeah, you know, I post yeah, whatever. Share the wins, I, I'm trying yeah. to, I'm trying to share like post more just like real stuff. Everything's like dad stuff now that I post about whether it's fitness or whatever. I try to connect it to dads or whatever that's my niche, but, um, especially my stories and, uh, I try to make more of a point to, I don't know, I don't know what the word is, but make it, make things more real. Uh, because obviously, you know, I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. And some many days are just a freaking shit show and you, whatever, like, I don't know, you swear at your kids or you say the wrong thing, you do the wrong thing, you lose your temper. And and then you're like, I'm the worst parent ever. I'm the worst dad ever. And, uh, so I think people need to realize that like, even though social media or me or whatever portrays whatever it's not, that's not how it is. Like we're in the grind. Some days are terrible. Some days are great. Uh, same with fitness too. And same with eating, you know, nobody is perfect. And, you know, 
people used to say now that I have four kids, it's they understand, they feel like they understand a little better. They're like, Oh, it's easy when you, you just, you can have a garage gym and you work out three hours a day and you could just meal prep all day. And it's like, okay, buddy, like, you know, I got, <laughs> yeah, not reality. Kids <laughs> yeah. and I'm not working out three hours a day and I'm not, you know, so for people to kind of understand that all, all dads go through the same and men, even if you're not a dad, I guess, really the similar struggles, like nobody is beyond the struggles of life, the struggles of family, the struggles of work, you know, mental health, all that stuff. Everybody, everybody's dealing with it. It doesn't matter how much money you have, how much time you have, it doesn't like go away. So uh, something to kind of keep in perspective for, for dads and such, you do the best you can. And you try to, like you said, lead by example and create good habits. And, but that's the other thing too, is like, if you, if you make a mistake or you mess up, I've been trying to make like a point to, I don't know, just kind of own that. Like if I maybe overreact to something my kids do, had a bad day and it was just like the last straw, like I try to make a point to like come back, but Hey buddy, like, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. I, I kind of reacted poorly. Like, sorry, forgive me. Uh, and that's, that's one thing I had not to call my dad out. I learned from my dad on the opposite end. Yeah. Uh, Cause he was, he's old school. He's very stoic. Um, very just doesn't show a lot of emotion or didn't growing up was very much the provider for our family, which no harm in that. Nothing wrong with that. Like, you know, that was what he knew and that's what he did. And he excelled at it, but then it because it creates like a generation of, you know, maybe men like us or whatever that I see every, every day now in my community and the dads and people I come across, we struggle so much to just like, I don't know, show emotion, mm. you know, my kids have even said like made comments about like how I never cry. So kind of like, oh shit, like, you know, kind of hits home. Now we need to like cry about stuff, but we just, I think we just have a hard time reaching out to people, showing emotion, asking for help, asking other dads, hey, do you want to hang out? Like, mm -hmm. I've been talking about this a lot too. So that's one thing I've been trying to do too, is, is be a little more vulnerable or real or open with my kids too and admit, you know, that's okay to say you're wrong. It's okay to be sad or have emotions or you don't have to always be this like tough guy. Uh, Cause that's a, a big burden to, to carry for guys. I think when they feel like they always have to be the tough guy and they can never show any weakness or be like, Hey, I need help too, or whatever. That's one thing not to keep talking about talking to myself, but the, so I'm like a stay at home dad. So there's stay at home moms in the area. And it, I've realized that like, I'm like a social anomaly or something. Like <laughs> there's not a lot of stay at home dads that I know, or I guess some work from home. Uh, so it's like a weird group I put myself in, if you call it a group. It's like the mom's like, hey, you can come for a walk with us, you know, or like you Wednesday, can Wednesday wine day, coffee or book club. <laughs> like, can I really, you know, like, I don't know. I don't want to be, I, I would, like, I don't care, but then I don't want to be like, oh God, he actually came, you know, and then <laughs> I probably don't want to talk about the same thing as things as them, you know, and so I don't like, I'm not really in those groups. And then even like work, I've been out for that semester and you know the start of this semester and i'm sort of like out of the work group mm -hmm. um you know they text me sometimes i've hung out with them like a couple times you know they have a thread to go in i'm sure you do at work too where everyone's talking about work and teaching and whatever like i'm not in it because i don't know what the heck they're talking about uh so i've been sort of like removed from that group so it's like i was talking about community like i realize guys can get lonely in a hurry because if you don't mm -hmm. have work groups you don't have home groups uh and you're sort of just like you know, i'm working out from my garage um so it becomes a weird 
dynamic. So I've been trying to reach out a little bit more to kind of guys and dads in the community. And because I mean, how often do you like call a buddy up and be like, Hey, you want to go for a walk or you want to come hang out on the deck? Do you want to, I mean, we might go for a drink, but like, mm -hmm. uh, to go like have a cup of coffee or we're not gonna have book club. I don't know. It's just, I mean, I don't know. So guys community and guys relationship building is, is different after school sports, college, whatever it is, you sort of lose that kind of aspect because we don't know. Most guys don't know how to, we don't know how to reach out to people. Yeah. You know? We don't call yeah. people, text people and do those things where like my wife does. And yeah, I think we, we try to go through all this stuff, you know, and, and you, I think you said the word purpose. Like we, you know, we're, we're, it's, it's a heavy weight to bear, right? Um, you've got all these responsibilities, right. To, to be the financial provider, to be a leader for the family, make sure you're, you're taking the family in the right direction. And like, there's not a playbook, right? I mean, there's not just like some PDF I can get. That's like, cool. Here's exactly what I'm supposed to do. Right. And every, every decision I'm supposed to make. And we, we put ourselves on this Island and, and try to make all these decisions in a vacuum. Um, and then when things go wrong, we, we have no outlet to get help or we have no outlet to, to kind of voice our opinion on things. And so I agree, man, I think community is, is something that, that a lot of guys are, are lacking. Um, and even if it is, even if you do have community, I think you need to make sure you have the right kind of community. A lot of us, if like at the workplace, we may have kind of the water cooler bunch, right. Or we may mm -hmm. have, you know, some folks that like, you know, do, um, fantasy football or something like that. And that's great. Right. Like, like you want to have friendships like that, but I think you also want to have a community as well. That is, is, is pushing you. That's challenging you, you know, that's, that's holding you accountable. That's helping you reach your potential. Um, and I think if you don't have a community like that, um, what's nice is, you know, there's a lot of bad things about social media, but there's also a lot of good things too. If you know how to use it, mm -hmm. um, you know, for good. Right. And, and part of that is community. And so you can actively, you know, seek out other people that are on the same path as you connect with them um, and kind of build and foster that community. So I would say, you know, there's, there's like people you have fun with, right. And you need that. Um, you know, maybe it's like I said, fantasy football, but then you also need that group. I feel like this is where a lot of guys are, are lacking is they don't have that, that cohort that's going to, that's going to challenge them. It's going to call them on their bullshit. That's going to say, that's not, you know, you're not acting in alignment with, I know what you're capable of right now, you know? Yeah. Um, so I feel like we, we, we all need to kind of push and, and foster that community too. Yeah. It's not as, not as much about, you know, being better, whether it's health or being a better dad or husband or whatever. Uh, it's about just like hanging out, having fun, having a drink mm -hmm. having a beer with the boys, you know, not often are do our guys like challenging you. Like, you know, if like my friends and stuff or my whatever people, if they're not working out or you know, I, I'm not really saying that, I mean, I'll say, Hey, you know, I can help you out or whatever. But if they're, you know, I don't know how we're going to tell them to try to be a better dad. Hey, you need to like try to be better for your kids. They'll probably be like, you know, like, fuck you, man. Like, <laughs> uh, but you do, I think we do need that. We did it. You, if you were an athlete, like most of my clients are like, you hold each other all accountable all the time. If you're in college or high school and you're got the big playoff game next weekend and your buddies went out drinking or whatever, you'd be like, what the frick are you doing, man? Like mm -hmm. you, know, you would call them out or, you know, so. Yeah. And I think there, there's a, there's a tactful way to do that too. Um, you know, uh, of kind of taking maybe some of those, those friends that are in that, that peer group that like, you know, are, are out drinking or, um, you know, just doing neighborhood stuff, whatever the case is. I think tactfully you can do that not by like calling them out on their bullshit, but you can do that by, becoming like like basically leading by example right of like becoming that that type of dad because if they're interested in becoming a better father 
and they see you doing all this awesome stuff of like cool going for walks with your kids after, you know, after dinner or like getting, being, getting really good shape or always having a positive mindset, like they're going to notice, man. And, and at some point in time, if they're serious about wanting to better themselves, they're going to be like, dude, what, what are you doing? <laughs> like, like, you know, what, what are you, can you help me here? Um, you know, so I think you can do it, I think with that peer group without coming off as like a dickhead, um, you know, um, and then, and then all of a sudden, you know, Hey, you, you start to open up, have kind of deeper conversations with them about what they really want. Um, and then now all of a sudden, cool, you can start holding each other accountable. Right. Cause you know what he's going after. Yeah. You mentioned fantasy, fantasy football. Actually, we've been talking about for a couple of years and I'm not like crazy into football. Like I don't follow it all in the off season, but I, I like to do fantasy football for fun. So I, we finally started or I, I kind of did a fantasy football league with like the dads in our community so we ended up getting like 12 of them and had the draft on sunday and and actually i didn't even know but like four or five of them have never even played fantasy football before and i was kind of just like you've never played fantasy sorry if you haven't but it was sort of like you've never played once in your life like where, where you been <laughs> uh but they still did it like you know they paid it's like 30 bucks so and it was it was like a community like we had the draft and people you know had pizza or whatever people kind of came over brought whatever they wanted and chatted and had two hours like the, the moms we were like all right the moms and the kids like we gotta this is dad we gotta be able to focus we can't have like all this stuff running around we need our two hours or whatever and, and that's what we did and we sat outside in the on one of the guys deck and i don't know and then like afterwards everybody was like oh that was so great like texting like you know thanks for doing that like that was a lot of fun and like it's good to just kind of hang out like some of these dads like i kind of knew and now i got a face the name or i mean i didn't even know they were in the neighborhood mm-hmm. um so, you know, if everybody lives within a few blocks, but then you have never seen them or, or you've seen them, but you never talked to them. So, yeah, I mean, that's something I've been trying to do now that I've been home because I realized one, I need it. And I've just, I don't know, I've gotten to an age where I just kind of don't care anymore. I'm like, whatever, I'll, I'll be the one to reach out and yeah, try to, I guess I've been trying to be more cognizant of that. And if the thing is like, I've been doing that and even just talking to guys or the group, whatever the group in the neighborhood um and never once have has anyone ever been like like made fun of you or been like oh whatever i don't i don't need that or they're always like oh yeah, yeah too that's, cool for that's that. great <laughs> i've been thinking that too or you know i've been kind of talking to people about being a dad whether you're a busy dad working or you're at home or you know it seems like the moms like plan everything and do everything and like have all the mm-hmm. activities that organize everything for the kids and for themselves and then if they're not organizing you go along for the family stuff but you don't ever organize like your own thing mm-hmm. so you know and I was like, well, why don't we like, you know, this guy the other day was saying like, oh yeah, my first, I, the first couple of years he was like, yeah, my wife was kind of like, you know, they're home a lot, they're breastfeeding, they're doing all this stuff with the kids. And there's just kind of more of the, I don't know, it seems like the mom just takes on that caretaker role the first couple of years for sure. So then he like, now she wants to go out and you know, get pedicures and do stuff and whatever. So like he lets her and whatever, same with my wife. Like, I, I don't think I've ever told her, no, you can't go do something like you can't go hang out with the women, but, um, but then like, why don't we do that? You know, why, mm-hmm. why don't we go, like, Hey, I want to go for a cup of coffee with my buddy, or I want to go for even just a drink. Um, you know, he was saying how he kind of like felt bad because, you know, she wants to do all this stuff and he doesn't want to, so he stays with the kids, but then he never, you know, asked to like, or maybe just doesn't have anything. He doesn't plan it. Mm-hmm. But another dynamic where I think we need to try to be more of the planners or the active people, even like you said, even if it's just for whatever, one drink, a cup of coffee, uh, I don't know, anything. But yeah, I think guys just have a harder time planning or we don't think about it or something. Yeah, I think, you know, we, we've we kind of outsourced that role to to mom, right? And like I said, we live on an island. But I, I think 
in-person community uh, is very important too. I think, like I said, there's a lot of things you can do online, which is great, but nothing replaces, you know, like sitting down across the table with somebody and just having a conversation, you know, um, yeah. you know, or, uh, you know, what, what I kind of do for a community, um, is I, I go to like a, I got like a CrossFit class. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cause I've got a garage gym, which I think is like, you need to have one if you're a dad, yeah. like you gotta have a garage gym. So I work out there a lot. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it's good to have that community aspect too. Um, you know, to, to get in and, and kind of like challenge yourself with some other men, mm-hmm. um, which is really good. But so Carl, how, how old are you, man? Do you mind if I ask? Uh, I'll be 42 in September 20th. So 41. Okay, cool, man. It's crazy for some reason. feels like I just yeah. turned 40 like yesterday, but I don't know. You're only a few days uh, away quick. from my, my birthday. I'm on the 16th. I'll be, I'll be 37 though. So you're, you got a, a couple years on me. What do you uh, like? Let's, let's talk tactically now. Like, okay. We understand the importance of, of being in shape. Like why that's important. Why we want to be in shape. Mm-hmm. we understand we're probably gonna have to shift some things as a dad now um because we have multiple priorities you know we got stuff on our plate and so it's not it's probably not gonna look like going, going to gold's gym and like doing curls for three hours so like what can we do as dads like what does the schedule look like you know how intense are we working out how much does diet play into it if guys are like yeah man i want to make a change um yeah i mean first you gotta i guess decide how how important it is to you because i i get a lot of uh, leads, I guess you'll call them or calls or I'll call, call client, potential clients or have clients. And they'll, they'll put all this stuff down, like in a form. Uh, and it's like, Oh my, this, this guy like totally wants to change. Like he literally wrote like five paragraphs about how he needs to change his life. But then you talk to him and then you talk about, Oh, well, you know, here's a subscription costs this much per month. And then, like, Oh yeah, I, I don't know. You know, if, I don't know if I can do that. Like I gotta, I gotta, and then I'm just like, all right, well, this, you know, you, you try to talk them through it, whatever, but it's like, all right, they're not going to do it. So then, you know, not they have to pay me or not that like, you know, money is everything, but you got to kind of figure out what, how important it is to you. You know, if you're not willing to spend, you know, a hundred dollars here and there, or whatever, to get help or to get the fitness, go to whatever gym you need, CrossFit you, then, I mean, it's, it's probably not that important to you because you're probably spending money elsewhere or, you know, wasting money elsewhere on things that don't matter, aren't improving your life that you could easily, you know, have one less cup of coffee, have one less drink, you know, go out to eat one less time per, per week. And that money's there right there. Mm. So that's first thing. Um, you know, the second thing is, is I guess scheduling, like figuring out where you can fit it in, like we said earlier in your life and then making sure that you, you get it in, um, during those times and try to be as consistent as you can. Uh, things that I do is as I've, I have changed a lot of like the old school, you know, mentality of I don't know, just straight lifting. So I, I still lift for strength and, you know, muscle building and do some of that, but I'm a little more found ways to be more efficient um, where I can get like everything in, in an hour or less where I'm doing like a warm up, I'm doing some mobility stuff, some prep stuff, you know, I'm lifting pretty heavy or hard uh intensely and then i'm doing you know like maybe sort of sort of like on like a it's kind of a crossfit term but metabolic conditioning or like a circuit or high intensity workout of some sort whether it's you know 10 15 minutes and then i'll do like some stretching so if you if you're more efficient and you kind of like maybe doing supersets or you're rotating through rounds and you're kind of on a clock and you're not just doing a set waste resting two and a half minutes talking to your buddy doing a set you know what i mean like that just takes so much mm-hmm. time and it's what do you even need to do that for anymore? 
Um, so that's another way it's just kind of like strategize and be more efficient in the gym is, uh, and also focusing on all those other accessories, smaller things, you know, the mobility, flexibility, the range of motion, um, warming up, cooling down are all that's for suckers, man. That's for suckers. That's warming up, cooling down for suckers, man. The days and all a lot of my clients too, they're all, they get hurt all the time. I work out and then I get hurt. Well, a warm up isn't, yeah, I warm up, I warm up. It's not like get on the bike for one minute and then you are doing squats or something and you do like 10 squats with the barbell and then you throw on two plates and then you're like going to town. Like, you know, once you're in your thirties and forties, it's it's just different. Like I can't just jump on there and go like, so that's something that people need to start realizing too, is, is the warm up is not one set of 10 with a 45 pound bar barbell. Um, at least it shouldn't be in, at my age, it doesn't work. What else? Nutrition. Yeah. Nutrition is definitely, I think, tough for many, many people, for especially busy working dads, even stay at home dads, maybe even worse, working from home. One, I think people just, they don't realize how unhealthy like some things are, Mm -hmm. one. And two, they don't realize how like simple it is actually to like kind of to fix really in some ways. um, I try to just focus on as much as I can eating like real foods uh so like i'd say like if it came from the ground or it had eyes it's probably pretty decent for you to eat and i mean if you're a vegetarian or vegan it's a little bit different but it's kind of morbid but that's like a simple way to think of it if it's if it's not those then you know it's probably not as good for you but do i eat obviously processed and things that come from back boxes and packages yes but i try to focus on you know the most part as consistent as i can you know eating like real foods and nutrient dense foods because so I've been, I actually started like losing weight maybe because of stress and sleep. So, <laughs> and maybe I'm losing muscle cause I'm not, I'm getting older. I'm not working out as hard. I don't know, but uh, the twins have definitely aged me. I think like five years, I feel like in the last year, but anyways, I've been trying to eat like more like 3000 calories. And I realized like if I'm eating like nutrient dense foods, like, like just like, you know, chicken and Turkey and, fruits, vegetables. It's like, I can eat like so much food. It's like insane. Yeah. It's a lot. I'll get to like the end of the day and I'll be like, I got like 700 calories left. Like what the, I guess I'm gonna go eat something like what the freak, you know? And granted, like I shouldn't say that because some people are trying to lose weight. And, but when you're, then it's like all of a sudden I eat, I don't know, like I had some of my kids leftover cake. I eat a piece of cake and you just kind of look at, oh, what's the calories of like an Yeah, it's like 500 calories. Yeah. 500 calories. It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. of like pure carbs and fat. It's like, oh, well, that went up in a hurry. <laughs> or, you know, again, not to be crazy about it, but like, like a huge piece of pizza or whatever, you know, it could be like 750 calories in like a huge Chicago style deep dish. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden what I could have eaten a pound of chicken probably for that, <laughs> not even met it. Um, so Little things like that. It's tough. You know, people have business meetings and they're working and they're ordering out. They don't understand. Like if I get, so if I get a salad or something or a Chipotle rice bowl or whatever, but once I throw all the rice on there and then once I throw the sour cream and like dressing yeah, on there, the sauce, yeah, mm. literally gone to like 1500 calories. If you just take the dressing off and maybe put it on the side, don't get the sour cream, maybe get rid of the cheese, even maybe half the rice or no rice. You've just like literally got like a 500 calorie decent meal. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. Helps anybody. Uh, but. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, like a good approach, like simple approach 
and like we're not perfect man like you know i eat packaged stuff too right and, and like when, when you have kids like you're gonna have some of that stuff around the house right yeah. as much as i would love to say like yeah my kids eat steak uh and they eat uh, like yeah like, like nothing but like whole things like they're chicken like, yeah nuggets. right dude yeah that's what it is it's chicken nuggets and mac and cheese is what they eat like 90 percent of the time you know so like we have some of the stuff around the house but like as best you can like when you go to the grocery store and you're shopping for you and for your wife like the adults is like just walk the exterior right mm -hmm. of, of the grocery store right you're gonna have your your meat you're gonna have your you know your vegetables um yeah you're gonna have some of your dairy your eggs like all around the exterior right if you start going down the aisles and start filling your cart up for stuff you're gonna eat like that's where you're gonna start running into trouble you know so i agree man like just try to do the whole foods because it's gonna be so much more nutrient dense and you're gonna get a lot more bang for your buck um instead of you, you know feel better too yeah yeah you feel better i mean it's real food <laughs> yeah yeah we had the twins birthday party and i was just eating you just snack on it you have whatever piece of pizza you have a cookie you have you know the cake and like, man, the next couple of days, like, I feel, I feel like shit, man. Like, this is, yeah, I wonder I don't eat like that all the time. Like, it was great. Like, the, the thing is, two people don't realize, like, the day of my twin's birthday is I was like, I'm gonna literally eat whatever I want today and drink whatever I want. Like, I don't care. Uh, and I did. And I mean, you kind of feel it the next day, but I don't not enjoy like those moments. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, I kind of like you can do it, take it two ways to get, not to get off topic is one, you can sort of do it in moderation. Like, all right, you know, I'll have a little bit of cake, a little bit of whatever, and, and that's good for me. Or, you know, you can just kind of like, I'm just going to enjoy this day and it's one day. Um, but in preparation, like I do kind of lock it up the day before and after, like, or the day of, like I try to eat like really, really healthy or, you know, not to get like uh, eating disorder type things, but maybe I'll fast for like skip breakfast for that day. For like 12 mm -hmm. hours or something which isn't you know a big deal but just it kind of just balances things out you know if i'm eating like shit all morning and then i go and eat shit at the birthday party and then the next day i still eat like shit or if i eat my regular 3,000 calorie day or whatever and then i go to the birthday party and eat another 3,000 calories which is easy to do in one hour it's like all of a sudden you know i've had 6,000 calories in one day which is insane but um and then you know like the next day you have all the leftovers for like four days and then yeah so that's that's something i've tried to do is before and after weddings special occasions is kind of try to lock it up so that way that day i can just enjoy it and then the next day or the days after i try to like i've had like some of the cookies and some of the cake since but like we had like this off you know lou malnati's pizza is but chicago it's Oh, you haven't ever had it? Holy cow, no, it's no. deep dish, like huge, like the best pizza you could ever have. Um, so we had like all this leftovers, and you know, I've I think I had it one time and I've tried we I took it to the fantasy football thing and like they all ate it. So I try to make a point to like not continue to eat like that like the whole week. Like people are like, oh, we got leftovers, but then it's like, all right, well, now you've literally eaten like two pieces of pizza for every meal for the last three days, and it's like huge pieces. Uh so little tips like that is it is can help you know just i don't know her mom always tries to give us all the i'm like I, no we're not eating that we're not gonna eat it don't give me all these cookies and leftovers. Yeah, like the leftover cake yeah that we had a yeah. birthday party yeah, yeah like, i might eat like one of it to? but like i can't uh so get out of the house so you're not tempted um nutrition wise too is if you have uh like easy ready to go like a little bit of meal prep but not always like healthy snacks it goes like a long way so like hard-boiled eggs 
I don't know, whatever fruits and vegetables you like that you can just pack up and eat. Like you can't really go wrong. Even if it's, I don't know, even if it's like protein bars or tuna, like I go, I go to, uh, cause otherwise once you, like I notice when we get behind and then, then you're just eating whatever, like you can find, you know, you're kind of behind the meal prep or the groceries and it's like, Oh, what's left. Oh, there's a bag of Oreos in here. All mm-hmm. right. I guess I'll eat some of those mm-hmm. or it's like, you know, whatever's in the fridge and you, you get off track in a hurry if you're not like prepared as a busy adult. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think preparation is key. And then I think too, is like, you know, you have to be able to overcome failure quickly. Right. And that's, yes. that's with, with your diet that can be with your fitness. I mean, that's anything in life. Right. It's like, and we, we've talked about, you know, we're both of us, we fail all the time as fathers, um, you know, but like, I think your ability um, to have, you know, more success is really predicated upon like how quickly can I get over that failure? And so it's like, okay, cool. I was at a birthday party. Um, you know, I caved in, I wasn't supposed to have cake, but I caved in, I had cake. I just felt like I wanted cake. Right. It's like, cool. Well, let's not let that derail you, you know, for when you get home, um, you know, and then you're going to have like another piece of cake. Right. It's like, you know, it's like, Hey, let's cool. Like we, we failed here. We're going to fail, but like how quickly can we just get right back on the right track? You know? Yeah. No, my clients say that all the time. They'll message me and be like, ah, the worst week ever. Like I totally off track. I don't don't know what to do. Like now we're all whatever. I gained three pounds and it's like, okay, okay. Like just start back up. It's all right. Like that's how, this is a long journey of life. If you're 35 years old and you're going to worry about these couple days, like we got to, uh, you know, just lock it back up, get better, learn from it and, uh, try to move on. Like it's, whatever you're not you didn't suddenly gain three pounds of fat in two days or whatever so that is something people don't you know like you said you get frustrated and down because you made a mistake and then you just kind of spiral but mm. learn to just be like all right whatever i ain't drank like crap that day let's clean it up today work out feel better move on um and not just like beat yourself up about it so it makes it worse yeah. which is tough but especially if you're tired stressed kids are screaming mm-hmm. You're just like, oh, give me this cake. <laughs> you just gotta go do a workout, you know? <laughs> It'll feel <Yeah>. better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Carl, man, where um where can guys go find uh more about you? Is Instagram probably the, the best place to to go uh check you out? Uh yeah, I mean I have every pretty much social media thing you could think of. Live Fit Carl is what the handle is for Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Pinterest, whatever threads, I don't know, all of it. A wolf um, what's that <laughs> sorry it's very thinking you ever watch the office the show the office i have yeah where uh i forget the guys at ryan the like the young intern that like all of a sudden it's like the ceo or whatever yeah, he comes yeah. up with wolf is like his app or whatever and like you send one button and it like it sends like every single social platform it sends like a fax it sends like <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that's basically what it's like trying to repurpose everything um yeah and, and I, I have a, a website where it's just livefitcarl.com where you know, people go, it's, it's really just a landing page. You fill out the form and then, uh, you know, we'll contact you and set up a time to talk about coaching and, and how I can help you. Um, but yeah, yeah. Instagram's good. People message me wherever, wherever you can email me. Uh, but if you go to, if you just find lip fit Carl on anything, it'll, I think I'm the only one. I don't know. <laughs> not a lot of Carl's with a K and there's not a lot that do like a live fit thing, but Cool, man. Well, dude, well, um, thank you for coming on, man. Uh, if you had to leave guys, you know, with kind of like one parting piece of wisdom, um, you know, kind of like 
taking this whole conversation we've had, chunking it down to 30 seconds, um, yeah, giving them a, a golden nugget, what, what would that be? Putting me on the spot here. Yeah, man. I mean, I would say that you can, you know, change your life around or whatever, wherever you're at at any point, uh, at any time. It just, just takes a little, a little motivation, um, you know, priorities, planning, finding the right people to help and, you know, just putting it in action, putting it in action and, and allowing yourself to take action. That's that imperfect. So it doesn't matter what it is. If you're trying to improve fitness, health, being a better dad, husband, friend, I think if you one, just decide like, Hey, I'm going to do this. And then you, you make a plan to, to do it. Uh, stop waiting around and making excuses, you know, and just, just start. And if it's imperfect, then you adjust, you, you know, make it better and you learn and you, you just keep trying at it. Cause like I said, it's longevity. We're all in this for the long haul. You know, we're dads now. It's not like, you know, I'm trying to do, I guess you can do a six week shred or whatever, but I'm trying to, you know, 40, 50 years shred. Uh, so I don't know. That's all. That's all I can really say is too many people just say, oh, you know, I'm going on vacation this week. I'm doing this this week. I'm doing this next week. Well, that's, there's going to be something every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to just get going. Yep. No, dude, love that. Well, well guys, you heard um, the, the handle. Um, yeah. So go, ch- go check them out on Instagram. On TikTok, uh, on on email, on the on the web page, in a fax, uh, Carl's everywhere. Write me a letter. Um, yeah, man. So, but dude, thank you for coming on, man. Um, uh, guys, I hope you got a ton of value from this conversation. Uh, if you did, do us a favor, just drop down real quick and do two things: is to leave a review. Um, you know, let us know what you thought about it, and then also share this with one other dad. Um, I mean, Carl and I talked about community, right, on this episode. It's so important. Um, yeah, that some dads may just be suffering silence, right. And this episode might be the one um, that kind of puts them on the path in the right direction. So that, that's the two asses. Leave us a review and send this to another dad. So Carl, thank you for coming on, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. It was good. Good chat. And we'll uh, obviously keep in touch and see how we can help each other out and build from here. Absolutely, brother. All right, guys. All right. Love to do it. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode.